1: Welcome in to a Monday edition of the Bruce Ruley Show. Glad to have you along. Thanks for joining us here on 98.9 The Answer. We have a clear winner in the South Carolina primary. It's Nikki Haley's home state. She was governor, but she lost 60-40 to Donald Trump. Donald Trump will be the Republican nominee. The only thing standing in front of him right now or standing in his way right now would be a legal hurdle the Democrats concoct. <laughs> Or some catastrophic health issue or some, you know, media blockbuster that I doubt people would rem- would believe anyway. Democrats would believe it. They believe everything about Trump. But Trump will be the nominee. Am, am I excited about that? No, I'm not excited about it. Because when you look at the numbers, uh, you see that Nikki Haley uh, would beat Joe Biden more handily than Donald Trump. I don't know why the Republican Party persists in nominating the guy who has the uh, worst chance of defeating Joe Biden, because another story that happened late in the week or over the weekend is indicative of why it's consequential to Joe Biden not be president again, and that is the murder of Georgia co-ed Lake and Riley. She's out jogging, not breaking the law, broad daylight, not doing anything that other college co-eds on other college campuses don't do, and she's murdered by an illegal immigrant. Now, you won't read that in the mainstream media. You'll read that, you know, this is a really difficult thing. These uh, college coeds jogging on their own alone as if she did something wrong. But this is why Joe Biden can't be president again without his ineptitude, which manifests itself in myriad ways, uh, intruding on and reaching into every corner of America and thus giving it the chance to touch your life. Imagine Lake and Riley's parents today. But we'll start today with dysfunction at home in the Ohio General Assembly. Uh, About this time a year ago, I spent a lot of time talking about how Jason Stevens became the Ohio Speaker of the House. And he became the Ohio Speaker of the House, a Republican, theoretically, by backstabbing the guy that in December of 2022, Derek Maron, who Jason Stevens and other Republicans, all of them, in the Ohio General Assembly said they would vote for as Ohio Speaker of the House, except then they recessed for Christmas and Jason Stevens marshaled his forces. Problem is he only had like about a third of the Republicans behind him in his coup attempt against Derek Maron. But, ah, wait, there are A fair amount of Democrats in the Ohio legislature, not enough to exert their will, but maybe if I buddy up to them and maybe if I make a deal with them to support me, I can promise them that I will be uh, less conservative than Derek Maron. Now, my dire warnings about Jason Stevens have somewhat been overshadowed by the fact that there are a few things that have gotten done in the Ohio General Assembly this year that I think are good things, most importantly was the SAFE Act and the Save Women's Sports Act. That's more the work of Gary Click and Jenna Powell and other Republican legislators than it is Jason Stevens. But Jason Stevens is a smart political animal. He realizes issues that will most assuredly cost him his speakership in the Ohio House, if not his seat in the Ohio House. So he was not going to lick the boots of Alison Russo and the other Democrats in the House. To the extent that he'd stand up for transgenderism. And the other issue that got passed, which I was quite uncertain about, was school choice in Ohio. Now, I'll say it again. I'll say it every time I hopefully remember to say it every single time. Uh, I'm a member of a local school board, but when I speak on the Bruce Hooley Show, I speak as myself. I don't speak for the board. I don't even speak as a board member. I'm not a board member unless I'm at a board meeting. But here is what I would say to every public school teacher and every citizen of Ohio who sends their kid to a public school. And that is that when you say that school choice is bad for the state of Ohio, what you are doing is you are seeding the ground, the high ground on which your public school can exist. Your public school can exist. I'm fortunate in my area, my public school exists on a very, very, very high piece of ground. We have a great public school, but not all public schools, all in tangy, Upper Arlington, Columbus City, Dayton City, Cleveland City, Cincinnati City. Not all public schools are great. And so that's why we need school choice. Competition. I'm a big believer in it athletically. I'm a big believer in it academically. I believe in challenging kids, guiding them, mentoring them, allowing them to achieve more than they thought they could. It's the same concept as... When you lift weights, you lift weights hard, you tear your muscles just a little tiny bit, they heal, they get bigger, they get stronger. Stress is what brings progress. Don't we all grow from stress in our life? Yes, we do. Okay, so I don't seed the idea that most, in fact, all teachers' unions and teachers' union administrators seed, which is that, well, if you give state money to parents to help them offset the cost of private school, then every kid will leave a public school. Why? What parents want is a great education for their kids. And if you give them a great education for their kids in a public school, there's a ton of benefits to going to a public school. You get the whole community behind you in most public schools. You don't get that in a private school. You got the community of the private school behind you, but it's a much smaller community. So we got that done in the state of Ohio because Jason Stevens wet his finger and held it up and said, "Ah, that one could take me out of office. Like, I better, I better okay that one." But now we're at the primary season, March nineteenth coming up, and a lot of the turncoats who supported Jason Stevens in backstabbing Derek Maron as Speaker of the House have to run for reelection, and a lot of them are facing challenges for reelection, and none of them like it. Because, hey, man, what are you talking about? Like, why would another Republican challenge me, a Republican running for re-election in my rural county? Well, because Jason Stevens enlisted your support as one of the backstabbers of Derek Maron. And the words getting out that maybe you're not trustworthy. Maybe that Republican label you wear is more a matter of convenience than it is conviction. Ah, but Jason Stevens is a political animal. And you are going to start seeing evidence of that if you haven't already seen evidence of that. Because if you are in one of those districts where one of Stephen's henchmen is being challenged, if you're in a district represented by Jay Edwards, if you're in a district represented by Jeff LeRae, if you're in a district represented by Brett Hillier or DJ Swearingen or Tracy Richardson in Marysville, well, you're going to start seeing attack ads. Against the people opposing those legislators who I just named. And where is that money coming from? Oh, look. Jason Stevens transferred it from the Ohio House Republican Alliance into an account where he's divvying it out so he can run attack ads against other Republicans with money given to the Ohio Republican Party. Now, there's a lawsuit against it, but the lawsuit won't be adjudicated in time to stop it. So you're going to have to inform yourself and evaluate for yourself as to whether or not the people who have been representing you for a long time are worthy of your continued support as a voter. My guess is that because most people don't pay attention to state politics, Jason Stevens will get away with this dirty little trick. But if there's justice at all, once we get back into the House being in session after the primary uh Jason Stevens will find himself facing a battle for speaker of the house once again and there's a powerful guy lining up to take on Jason Stevens and that is Matt Huffman who's right now serving in the Ohio Senate but who is term limited out and who is going to be running for the Ohio House so we'll see but uh Stevens has already spent about 300 grand on attack TV ads and he's got another 450 grand that he's reserved time for and you know you want to run an ad on the merits of one candidate over another. I might not like it. I think I think it's ugly and unseemly to use Republican money to attack another Republican. But at least make the ads honest. But you know, Jason Stevens, that's not a, it's not a value that he really treasures. Uh, uh, excuse me, treasures and prizes. So here's an example of what he's doing with one of these attack ads. In Wood County, there is a. Candidate named Sally Culling, who's trying to unseat Haraz Gonberry, who supported Jason Stevens the first time around. And Culling chose not to participate in a Nottingham, England City Council decision about a bar in an area because she owned property near the bar. And so she sat it out because it would look like she was voting on something that could have affected her property values. Uh, Stevens and Gonberry are running an ad that basically say that she refused to vote in it as if she was in favor of nude dancers and a gay bar in the area. She recused herself for honorable reasons, but they're portraying it as dishonorable reasons. That's how Jason Stevens plays the game of politics. Well, we have a big problem with Joe Biden's border policy. Of course, we have articulated that many times, not just the 7.9 million illegal aliens that he's allowing into our country, which is five and a half million more than came in during Donald Trump's four years in office. Biden hasn't been in office four years yet. But we had a Georgia co-ed murdered by one of those illegal aliens, which, you know, Human interest story, (laughs) that's a pretty big story. A 22-year-old nursing student at the University of Georgia, uh, murdered by somebody 26 years old who has been charged with malice, murder, felony murder, aggravated battery, aggravated assault, false imprisonment, kidnapping, hindering a 911 call, and concealing the death of another. Uh, Today's show spent how many minutes on this today? Zero. Not a minute did the Today Show spend on it. Why? Because it blows up the narrative. Republicans will continue to pound on this narrative because it is a narrative that merits pounding. But Democrats will say, ah, it's an outlier. Or, you know, like the AP reported that this guy was from Athens, Georgia. Well, he lived in Athens, Georgia, because it's kind of hard to murder somebody in Athens, Georgia, if you don't live there. But he was not a legal citizen of Athens, Georgia. We'll have more on this as the show progresses. I started talking about in the open, Jason Stevens, the Ohio Speaker of the House, and how he's using money given to the Republican Party in the state of Ohio to run attack ads against Republican candidates, primarying Jason Stevens' loyalists in backstabbing Derek Maron out of the Ohio Speaker of the House, Gavel, and one of them, of course, Jeff Luray, Fairfield County; Brett Hillier, Tuscaroras County; Jay Edwards, Athens County; DJ Swearing Swearingen, Huron, Huron County. And they're all kicking in like uh, some of them thirty grand, some of them eighty grand, some of them a hundred grand. Where are they getting that money? They're getting that money from people who are giving it to their campaign, and then they're giving it to other people who are in the little club that Jason Stevens is operating in the Ohio State House. The funny business behind the scenes is stuff that you as a voter need to pay attention to and need to remember when you go to the polls on March the 19th. Particularly so if you are a resident of Delaware County, where you will have a choice— in the 5th District Court of Appeals race between Judge Patricia Delaney and her opponent, David Gormley, who is right now a Delaware County common police judge. Now, Mr. Gormley, Judge Gormley, has been a longtime Republican. And Judge Patricia Delaney is a Republican by convenience. Uh, Though she has voted uh, as a registered Democrat in the last six elections from 2012 to 2022, Patricia Delaney shows up or will show up on your ballot. Got an absentee ballot. She's on there right now. On March 19th, she'll show up as a Republican. And you'd be like, what did Patricia Delaney have a a epiphany? Where she recognized that it's stupid not to drill for oil here in America, where it's stupid to have the border wide open. Did she get tired of the lies from the White House that the border is secure? Did she maybe get offended by the nonsensical contention of the Biden administration that Title IX, which was created to give opportunities to women, now they want to expand it to take opportunities away from women? Did any of that happen to Judge Patricia Delaney? No, none of that happened. Judge Patricia Delaney, what happened is she started to recognize that, oh, I live in a county where Republicans are more likely to get elected than Democrats, and so, presto change-o, I am now a Republican. She said in an inquiry, in response to an inquiry from the Columbus Dispatch, that I I'm a Republican. I took out the form and deliberated with my family, colleagues, and staff. I'm comfortable with the decision. Well, I'm sure you are, because it gives you better access to being on the Ohio 5th District Court of Appeals. I'm sure you're very comfortable with it. Uh, The story from Dean Narciso in the Dispatch says, Delaney further declined to discuss her political, her personal political philosophy or other social or partisan issues. Other than to say that she, like much of her district, is physically conservative. Okay, well, I appreciate that you're conservative with your money. I would also like to know if you are conservative with your approach to social issues. I love this part. She said, A judge or judicial candidate shall not engage in political or campaign activity that is inconsistent with the independence, integrity, and impartiality of the judiciary. Yes, because we all know that political ideology doesn't enter into a judge's decision at all, does it? Not at all. I mean, all you have to do is look at Arthur Engeron in New York and know that uh, maybe, just maybe, his visceral hatred of Donald Trump might have entered into his $350 million verdict against Trump in the stupid case brought by, La- by Letitia James, which lacks a single solitary victim from the banks that Trump supposedly victimized. So Patricia Delaney is going to be on your ballot, Delaware County. As a Republican, she is not one, and I hope you will make her pay a very heavy price for that. And if that doesn't chafe you enough, uh, Delaney and her attorneys have threatened to sue David Gormley for pointing out her duplicity. They have threatened to sue Gormley and his backers for defamation. Defamation or definition? It says defamation. I think what they're really mad about is definition. If they don't remove the Democrat Delaney ads, which they call blatantly false. Well, you voted as a registered Democrat in six straight elections. How is that false? Because it hurts your chances of getting elected. I get that. Man. There's just... The more I learn about the internal nature of politics in the state of Ohio, and it's this way everywhere, is just how corrupt it is. So this is why I am inherently skeptical of long-time incumbents. I know there are good ones. There are some good ones. I think Matt Huffman's a good one. But most long-term incumbents are in there because they have greased the right palms, shaken the right hands, buddied up to and made themselves friends of the right people in order to stay in power, which if you do that as a Republican, it makes you no different than a Democrat.